Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. You like Alex Haruspis at Haruspis on Twitter? His early work was a little before our time in the community, but when I began reading Haruspis.blog around 2019, I could really tell he'd long come into his own, both commercially and communicatively. The whole blog has a clear minimalistic design with an aesthetically pleasing sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the content contextually a big boost. He's been compared to Bob Ross, but we think Alex has a far more concise, elegant sense of expressionism. In 21, Alex released two new websites featuring some of his most accomplished work yet. We think his undisputed masterpiece is previously on Halo, a website for both historians and contemporaries that's so new, many of y'all might not have even checked it out yet. But you should, because it's not just about the pleasures of accessibility and the importance of lore, it's also a personal statement about the man himself. Halo, halo, all you covey connoisseurs, and welcome to the one and only Sacred Icon Podcast, where we keep it loaded with content. Mm Mm-hmm. Out right now. We're here today with episode 94, and I'm your dinosaur, Joshua Hargis. Joined with me, as always, is the man whose body is made out of sugar. That was pretty good. Brian Arvett, and reunited with us again to catch us up on his ongoing adventures, the man whose voice is supports in any storm, Alex Aruspis. Alex, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> good to be back, as always. Once again, another phenomenal intro from Josh. Indeed. My booty is made out of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, the weirdest favorite. So glad to have you back. How have you been, Alex? Yeah, really good. You know, it's uh, strange that we're getting towards kind of the end of the year now and uh, excitement's building up, of course, for not just the next Halo Infinite flight, but the release itself. And I feel like we're sort of on that tipping point now where things are just going to get crazy. We're in the end game now. We're in the end. It's, it's interesting going back to when the when the game was delayed, and I think the overall sense from people was like, this game is so far away now, but here we are in a blink of an eye, and it's less <laughs> yeah. than three months away. Um, so, and it's, Wild. of course, it's of course worth it, you know. Still part of me that's like, is this game coming out? But it's like, yeah, it is actually coming <laughs> out. I've gotten so used to it, not like, it's always just on the cusp of coming out, but we're yeah, closer than ever. Months, I'm sure we'll be talking about actually playing it. Yeah. Yeah, something wild to happen. Like they introduced but, a thirteenth yeah. a thirteenth month of the year that takes place between November and December. That's a new <laughs> month, and then just that much longer till Halo Infinite. Yeah. But man, it feels like it's been a long time since we recorded, Josh. I think it's been it's about been a while. Days. It's been a while since we recorded with Alex too. Yeah, we haven't had Alex on the show since May. I think it was in the Gosh, Oddball really that of Bioware. Yeah. Um. Was it really that long? 
Yeah, well, I, I think guess there might have been one other that uh, that Josh, that, no, that uh, Brian. No, I think it was. I think it was just you and me doing video yeah. stuff. Yeah, uh, I think you guys Alex, did. We've done a couple. Um, but yeah, I mean, so yeah, as... I remember because I have missed you for a very long time, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Our time has flown. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, as the title of this episode suggests, we're going to talk about uh, previously on Halo.com, which is a website done by Alex Rusmus. I'm sure uh, plenty of you know. Um, he originally did the previously on Destiny site, which took off very well. And then he said, oh, if I can get enough support, I'll do the Halo one. Which has got far more, uh, far more lore. It's far more ambitious. Um, but that. we 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 mentioned to Alex when he finally got it done, like we could do an episode just talking about uh, the content of it, what process he went through to make it, what made him, you know, what made him desire to do it. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll get this started now. Um, so Alex, to take it back to the beginning here first, when did you get the idea for previously on Destiny, and when did you start working Destiny. on Destiny? Destiny, yeah, you know. Um, looking at sort of some of the community's feedback about the game, you know, I've got a lot of friends who pop in and out of the game and maybe they're not caught up on the story and every single one of them and on, on the forums, you know, they say, man, it'd be really good if there was some kind of resource where <laughs> they can summarize kind of what I've missed out on. Cause I feel like when I get back in and I felt this as well, when I've taken, you know, breaks from the game, there's just so much that kind of happens per season uh, in these stories and if you fall off you can feel overwhelmed with uh you know the the amount of lore the characters the story that you've you've not seen that you've missed out on so i thought well what if we condense that information into uh, a very nicely presented you know clean looking website where each chapter going back to destiny one um has like a character from the game uh, recounting, you know, what what's happened over the last over the course of the last season, and so from that point on, you know, it was the creative aspect that really got me kind of interested in it as a project. So I thought, oh, you know, writing characters is really fun. What if Cade was to, uh, you know, recall the events of the Red War? You know, how would he sort of uh, present that? What if, uh, you know, Varix, you know, Varix was uh, <laughs> recounting the events of House of Wolves. Uh, I was really happy with some of the uh, sort of like the ones that I came up with there. And from that point, I thought, oh, you know, I'm really onto something with this. And when I released it, it immediately kind of got traction because it was scratching that itch that so many players had had. And through that, I thought, well, <laughs> well, I feel rather sure of myself right now. What if, <laughs> what if I were to do the same for Halo? How would I do that? How would I go about <laughs> summarizing that story? Would I just do the games? Would I do the books as well? What would I, you know, leave out? And then I eventually sort of came to the conclusion that, you know what, I'm not going to leave out anything. <laughs> but pretty much anything. Right. There, there are a few choice omissions, um, but, you know, they might come to the site later on. And overall, uh, I settled on 180 individual stories or so to to summarize, and that's gone down very well. Oh, yeah, I would man. say that's, so. That's, Absolutely, that's crazy ambitious, uh, especially when you start. You, you the site comes out, and you go and you look at it, and you start peeling through everything that's there to offer. You're like, wait a minute, it's taking me forever to read this stuff. How long did it take for this stuff to be put together? Mm. You know, even a longer <laughs> process. Um, but to but to jump back to to Dest the previously on Destiny, um, I, I think it's interesting because so many people talk about how Destiny has a 
like a really good story and really good lore, but then like playing the game, it's hard to like be able to tell that at all. And I think most people, when they want to get caught up on Destiny, they've been going to YouTubers. Like, is the popular guy, is it My Name is Biff? Is that it? My name is or Bife, both? yeah. My name is Bife? Okay, yeah. See, I'm not particularly a huge Destiny player, so I'm not aware, but usually they go to videos like him to find out, and then now your site provides a place that's kind of easily accessible to just check that out and peek your head in where you want to be, uh, where you want to be directed. Um, what was the reception to previously on destiny? Was that better than you thought it would be? Or like, did it do as well as you thought? <laughs> Absolutely. I thought I did. I thought I'd get, you know, maybe a few thousand hits if I was lucky and, uh, hopefully, you know, see how things go. It was more just, you know, oh, I really enjoyed writing this. Now I'm going to publish it and, uh, see what everybody thinks. And now it's, you know, encroaching on 125,000 hits from people, which I was just like, wow, <laughs> holy shit. Um, and I think, you know, part of it was because I know I certainly don't have the time to sit down and watch a four hour YouTube video to catch me up on everything that's going on. No disrespect at all meant to, you know, the, the craft that goes into that, because a lot of time and effort goes into summarizing a story like that. And for a lot of people, you know, they'll probably sit down, they'll watch it in installments and they'll have that really close kind of emotional connection to the game that comes through seeing it firsthand from, um, you know, whether it's by Evade or any of the other Destiny YouTubers who have um, worked on that stuff, uh, you know, that works for them. For me, and I know for uh, other people, you know, just a quick way to read, you know, something, you know, a couple of paragraphs, what's happened? Let me just get the low down quickly, the high level kind of conceptual view um, that can kind of get me on board just straight away. And that's really what I was kind of shooting for is that if you're somebody who is brand new to the game, have you've never played it before, you, you've jumped in with the new light campaign, you're saying, what's this? You know, what's that? Who's Crota, uh, etc.? Um then they can just quickly kind of get familiar with some of the terms, the terminology and uh, the characters. And then for new, for returning players, you know, they, they just quickly get that. Okay, here's what's happened. Cool. Back to the game. Absolutely. I mean, it's really an awesome project. And it, it's cool how you see the, the lessons you learned from putting that together applied to Halo, which, is, which seems to be a much more ambitious project. Mm. How long did it take you to put Previously on Destiny together versus Previously on Halo? Previously on Destiny, I think, was about four to six days overall in terms of I had the screenshots ready to go. I, you know, I'm a screenshot fanatic. So that was all just like in my, that, that was already gathered. It was just writing the content. I think overall it was about 15 to 20,000 words in total. Um, if that, so it didn't take too long and then just sort of checked it over. Uh, and then previously on Halo was uh, five to six months uh, after that. That's believable, man. Well, I'm, really believable. I'm scrolling through this stuff right now, like looking through the Red War stuff. And like, guys, this is fantastic. Just even looking through this because he's got specific pages just for like each expansion and everything like that. And I'm loving that each one's accompanied by like six screenshots and stuff like that. I mean, I went through this when it launched and I bookmarked it because I was like, I know at some point there's going to mm -hmm. come the point when I'm like, OK, I'm going to jump back into Destiny 2. I'm ready to play it. And I know I'm going to go to this website for the resource because just the I love the aesthetic, like the layout and everything like that. But it's like I'm looking at the um, the Forsaken one right now and I like seeing the shot of the Dreaming City and everything like that. And I'm like, mm. I remember being there. <laughs> like, I, like it's 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 nice because like, uh, I don't know, sometimes I'm the type of person where I'm like someone could say something about the Dreaming City. And I'm like, which one was that? You know, and I don't remember. Yeah. But 
And, and then you have these, uh, like the the new light log, this one with Savala and everything like that. I love, this is just so nice. This looks like it was made by a Bungie employee. Like it just looks so like authentic. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, what I, what I think is so interesting about the, the two different, you know, previously on websites you've done is both Destiny and Halo have had some sense of becoming unapproachable not not overall i don't want i don't want to make that claim because i think both games are approachable as they are but both both of them have suffered from that in some way with destiny it's clearly the way that the lore is dealt out the way it's spread across and having someone connect that together and with halo it's mainly the abundance of it and specifically the abundance of it within novels and when you think about how many novels there are and how long it, it takes to read one and how they all interplay together between each other and, and feedback in the universe in some way. It's extremely, extremely daunting. Who who was that? What was that YouTuber about a year ago that made the, the video that blew up about him reading all the uh, books? Brian David Gilbert, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that went around big time because it was like, it, it was, it's become a thing to know just what of a behemoth uh, uh, responsibility it is to to try to, if you say, I'm going to catch up on Halo, I'm going to read all these books. Mm-hmm. Such a delight. You haven't been. So charming. Yeah, yes. if you haven't been following it, if you haven't been following it for this long, it's it's just way way too ambitious. I mean, it's going to take you probably years to catch up. So previously on Halo.com offers this way for you to go. Okay, well, I remember you know when I was younger, I read Fall of Reach. I already know that thing. Uh, I did Ghost of Onyx before. Uh, I, I definitely I touched on the Greg Bear trilogy a bit in 2012, but I, I don't know. I miss so much. Then they can just kind of dip back in, like through your site, they can go. Okay, well, I've already I've already read this thing, so I'll just check it up, make sure I, I understand. Okay, but then they can go, oh, there's this book from 2014 that I completely didn't even know existed, and just kind of get a rundown on it, and, and mm. it puts you in a good place. So, man, I bet I bet three four three is wishing that you know something like this was up before Halo Five came out. That would have been really helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, it would have um, been yeah, this... a, a smaller project back then if I had if I'd written it back in 2015. So <laughs> sure, that's, uh, that's on past me for not doing that. Far, far, far less books then, but I know it definitely seems like the approach, you know, we've talked about how with uh, Halo 4, people criticize that you needed, you know, background information to understand it. We've talked about, the three of us have talked about this in the past on the Heruspus retrospective we did about mm. how we don't really feel oh, that yeah. uh, Halo that 4, re- <laughs> we don't really feel that Halo 4 required uh, background material to, to understand it, uh, to be able to get through it. But with Halo 5, they tried to correct that problem, and, and that actually kind of went the opposite way, where Halo 5 really did seem to uh, include details from exterior media that you needed to understand. So it would have been very helpful then. Uh, but then now we were coming back with the Halo Infinite, which seems to be this kind of fresh, you know, half-soft restart to the universe. And mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like you need uh, any of this information to take in the story that they're bringing us. I mean, I think Alex has said it before, we're all on the same page right now for what uh, Halo Infinite story is going to be, whether you're a tenured person who's been around with Halo forever or you're somebody who's never really played any of it, um, we're all going to be kind of in the same starting place now. But what's so cool is I'm just kind of picturing like in Halo Infinite with this open world environment and this live service and the way it continues to go on, there's going to be more and more people wondering why this thing is this way or why that thing is that way, and they're going to want to know more of the background of the story and having... Having this companion almost, you need to get an app for this. Yeah, is that in the works? Right. You need a previously on Halo app. You can pull up and go. Wait a minute, you know, I I found this like audio log thing on Zeta Halo, and it talks about uh, uh, this character that I don't, I, I have no idea, you know, who they are. And then they look it up, and you can see. Now I don't remember Alex. If you look up a character on your on previously on Halo, 
Um, does that did you, is there a thing that features what media they're featured in? Not currently, or, because okay. um, I, I started out doing that, and I realized that some of the major characters they appear in so much stuff mm. that it's impossible to you know fit it yeah. onto a page in a reasonable sure. way. So uh, if there is a way that I can find to implement that sort of, you know, more seamlessly, then I will definitely be adding that to the site. And, you know, to emphasize that point, the site is still a work in progress. So pages will be edited. Um, new media will be added. So we've got Divine Wind coming up uh, next month, actually. We'll have read that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the Rubicon Protocol uh, next year. And uh, Halo Infinite, of course. You know, all these co stories coming up will be added to the site in due course. Well, I think Yeah, and I mean I think is, that's Go ahead, Brian. Oh, I was just saying I think it's a good thing to focus on on what you did focus on because something a feature like that finding which character was featured in what media um, I would rather have you have all the stories up there for us already and you can easily search like a character on Google and go okay, they were featured in this area and then Previous mm -hmm. and Destiny can fill you in on those specific books. What are you going to say, Josh? No, I was going to say I think this is great though. I I love that you did this stuff, Alex, because I know back in the day when Brian was getting me back into everything um, and he would have all this lore. And I was like, did you, I would ask him, you know, Brian, did you read all the books or something? Like, have you read them all? <laughs> There's like a lot now. And he was like, no, he's like, I've read it, this and this and this. But he's like, most of the time I just go on like the wiki and I just like read through all of it. And that's how I get mm -hmm. some of the information. And for me, I mean, I don't watch too much YouTube stuff. So kind of like you said, like, not a disrespect to the people out there that put out the content. Like I'll watch um, Ian's, you know, Halo Cannon stuff and, and whatnot like that. Hidden Xperia, I watch I watch the the Halo people, but um, I wouldn't typically like go in for like lore dive stuff in the past. And stuff like this is just so easily accessible where I can just pull it up, and you have like the visual references as much as you do the text. And I think that's, I mean, there's just something to be said about that how accessible it is because it's like when I know for me it's nice to have this stuff now. But even more so when the game comes out and I'm like really refreshed in it. Like it's it's like really relevant with all the content, the context. And I'm like, you know, whatever new references come out in this game that we don't know about yet, you know, and I'm going to want to go hunt that up and go find that or, you know, look at that. And I'll be like, previously on Halo.com. And then just that'll be like my homepage <laughs> and stuff like that. Plus, guys, um, you know, for you guys listening, uh, there is something to be said about the aesthetics on this. I am just a sucker for aesthetics. Oh, yeah. God damn. Gorgeous. If, if the aesthetics are bad, like your brain in 10 seconds might just go, nope, not going to use the site. Well, it's just, but when you get to the site, it's so sleek and easy and accessible and clean. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Important. Like, even when it comes to like fashion, I'm like, if this, like, even if I would normally wear this piece of attire, if I know I'm going to like, if I feel like I'm going to look sharp in it, I'll wear it and I'll feel more confident when I'm looking at this. It just makes me more enthusiastic about reading the content because it just <laughs> yeah. is so beautifully accessible and it's like laid out in a way that's so inviting. It's like, yes, come read me. Come on. I'm right well, here. All credit <laughs> there has to go to the wonderful concept artists who have worked on this series for the last 20 years and produced some of the greatest concept art I think video games have ever seen. Oh. Uh, yeah, and it's, th it's thanks to them that I have these lovely header images so that when you go on timeline page, the character page, the locations page, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, you are immediately met by, you know, something that makes you go, ooh. 
Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I can, I can no. only imagine if, if we could count how many images were on Alex's computer and he got a nickel for every one, he could probably retire right now. This dude is obsessed <laughs> with saving images, taking screenshots in games. Uh, a screenshot mode just immediately, I'm sure, just bumps the game's uh, a score up for you right off the rip. Absolutely. Um, but what's what's so cool is uh, I know I knew Alex was working on this. He announced he was working on this, and he would update us from time to time about how long how it was coming along, how much longer he had to go. And then it comes out, and the response is so so good. I mean, everybody just rallies around it. People are retweeting it, talking about it, and talking about it. People are going like. You can see in the beginning, like right off the rip, people are like, this is cool, retweet. And then as like hours or maybe a day goes by, suddenly it becomes, well, holy shit, this is actually really good. Like, (laughs) not only did he do the thing, but like, whoa, like this is actual real work. Like, holy shit. Like, guys, have you seen this? It's like, yeah, you retweeted yesterday. But you're like, no, no, but I I retweeted just to to support Haruspis. I didn't actually look at it. No, I'm looking at it. I wish I could retweet it again. (laughs) Holy shit. And then you get get official retweets from people who work at 343. And then Halo officially, the official Halo Twitter retweets it. And then I don't remember what your tweet was, Alex, but it was basically like, well, I can die and go to heaven now. (laughs) (laughs) Which was was really cool to see that that, uh, the hard work um... paid off. Was that so like reaffirming just being able to see that kind of support after putting in all that time and effort? It was, you know, I mean, I didn't go into this thinking, oh, you know, it's going to get all these views and it's going to, you know, get become this super famous like resource or anything. I just thought it's going to be really fun to spend the next couple of months using my halo filled brain which i've permanently wired you know my my synapses towards yeah uh to use that vast amount of knowledge to hopefully create something that will resonate with people and uh, help them kind of catch up on some of the story or learn something new and you know find the kinds of stories that they gravitate towards maybe answer some of the questions that they've got that are sort of commonly asked and um you know to see it got noticed at 343 that it was passed around there and that the official account itself um, retweeted it. I was like, this is quite nice. This is quite affirming. Yeah, let, the, I, you know, I, let's enjoy this. You know, what's, you know what's so funny, Alex? Like, and I, I've asking myself if this is appropriate to say, but then I, but then I realize... Then I realize it is on your site already, and I saw Brian Gerard comment on it, so I think I'm okay to say this, but uh, it's funny because... I'm looking through your site and I'm thinking to myself, like, there's a one of the frequently asked questions does Master Chief suit jack him off? <laughs> and I see this on the site and I'm like, hmm, I wonder if this would ever be an issue for uh, 343 to, to, to promote this website or retweet it or whatever. <laughs> and then as soon as I see that Halo, uh, official Halo Twitter, like, retweeted it, I'm like, okay, I guess it's no problem that Master Chief said <laughs> the question of does Master Chief. Someone over there for 343 like, ah, he put that shit on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was hilarious. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm just laughing hysterically that I saw that, and then I started me in typical Brian mode. I started thinking of all these stupid hypotheticals that could, that could tip, that could go in that area of your blog, and I was like, no, Brian, you know, just, just keep it to yourself. Well, I thought that was. I have the community to thank for that page in particular because a few months back, I put out, you know, a tweet saying, hey, if there's any frequently asked questions about the law, the story that you're not sure of, drop mm-hmm. them below, and uh, and I'll add them to the page. And pretty much, I think, almost every single question on there um, are things that people sent in. They said, hey, you know, can't find a concrete answer on this. Or here's a common misconception that I always notice. And thus that page was born. And that was the (laughs) I I kept adding new pages to the site. And that was the last one. That was the point where I cut it off. I said, I can't add anything more. Otherwise, I'm just never going to release this damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Alex, uh, 
talk to us about like when you're when you're approaching this like when you're when you're in the infancy of it like where do you start with this kind of thing it's got to be daunting as heck right it was yeah i initially started off just by doing the games i thought if i if i just summarize the games then i've got that starting point and then maybe i can go from there and uh, so, you know, I was like, okay, so how are we going to split this up? We'll do the original trilogy, of course. Then we'll do uh, the Reclaimer Saga, the spin-offs, And then, oh, yeah, there's all those other spin-offs like the Spartan Assault, Spartan Strike, Fireteam Raven that maybe aren't as commonly known. So I'm going to do those ones as well. And that's about 13 games in total. So that was, you know, good fun. And once I sort of had that bedrock established, I was like, all right, I've got the momentum built now. Um <laughs> am i gonna do all the books am i gonna do all that's the question 30 right? plus books <laughs> that's the one so i put that question off and i decided to do the comics next instead so i was like okay the comics how many comics are there? there's probably about a dozen or so altogether and the graphic novels of course so i started going through them and i, I thought okay yeah no this is good uh what we're going to think about next we could do the books next uh what about the other media though yeah there's other <laughs> media uh, you know there's fallen unto dawn there's legends hunt the truth yeah let's do that so i started writing those and i, and I realized all right i've done everything but the books now <laughs> i should probably do the books um the so part. i got to work on that and i thought how how do you take novels which are 300 to 500 pages in length and just break these down to their constituent bullet points so you know i even ended up rereading some of them uh, you know some of the short wow. ones and some of them that i could finish in a day or two like the four on a saga you know it just is always a joy for me to go back to and um so for so many of them they're just ingrained in my memory so i can just you know drop off the the 10 or so bullet points it takes to summarize the main events of the story and the character arcs and everything and that was really what i wanted to focus in on is like what's the overall structure of the plot what journey do the characters go on and uh if i answered those two questions then i i felt i was happy with the summary and for some of the books i'm sure there's more work to be done on some of those summaries i know for the kilo five ones i sort of breezed through them a bit more than some of the other ones because mm. i was not going to be held hostage by those particular <laughs> people, ones people people listening who listen to the haruspas retrospective are, are like i know what he's talking about i was there for the retrospective i understand <laughs> um i had two i had two questions for you alex um first question is this is this is, this got me curious. What is one story or area of Halo that while you were going through this and putting the site together, it surprised you how little you knew about it or or you were shocked by it being something that was less on your radar? Was there anything like that? Hmm. It's a good question. Or were you just a savant at everything? <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. I'm trying to think because I feel I'm quite familiar with most, if not all, kind of areas of the series. Mm -hmm. I think what surprised me more than anything was that there were some stories I thought, you know, I didn't enjoy as much when I read them at the time. But going back, you know, five plus years on, I enjoy them a lot more than I than I originally did. And Tales from Slip Space was one that um, it was a sort of graphic novel anthology that was released in 2016 after uh, after Halo Five. That came out, and I remember when it initially came out. I was like, uh, you know, I'm not not super keen on some of these stories. But going back to it now, I'm like, damn, some of this stuff's good, really good. Um, they even have a really great um, created story, um, which is um, 
suddenly I'm absolutely going to forget it. Undefeated, it's called by, I think it's John Jackson Miller, um, where oh, it's aboard it the UNSC Nereid, which drops out of flip space after the Guardians kind of take over. And it's about this crew of uh, the officers and the Marines who have to work together um, just to survive on this ship because they're stranded in the middle of nowhere, you know, hundreds of years away from contact with the UNSC. You know, there's not even a UNSC out there anymore for them to, to, to be rescued. And it was just a really great story that I think I'd passed by uh, originally that uh, I appreciated a lot more. So that was kind of where the surprise came from for me. Okay, see, and then the thing that, that I wonder about next, but I feel like I've probably already answered, you've probably already answered the question is, what's the thing that was like so obvious to you that you were like, I don't even need to acknowledge this, I can just pull it from my brain. Was it the Greg Bear trilogy? It was, yeah, just immediately. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I, I could probably recite every page of those books from memory, but yeah. Um, uh, they're, they're the books I probably read the most over the years and just they've they've stuck in my mind so strongly so vividly that uh, you know it's, it's like i'm watching them in front of me like on some holographic screen as i'm just typing down the words of what happens yeah th- those are the books i always think of the most like when i when i think of alex like the first thing that comes to my mind other than halo 4 in general is those uh those greg bear trilogy 400 books mm. um what I thought would be really cool since we're talking about like previously on Halo and this is kind of like your most recent project that we've just arrived at is take us back and you can take as long or as little amount of time as you want. To, you can go into detail or you can or you can be broad. Um, wh- give us like what was the inception for your first ever like Halo content creation, whether it was an article, whatever you did, where, where what was the time, like what year, what was the article, what was the, the thing you put out? And then kind of take us through, you don't have, I mean, you don't have to reference every article you've ever written. That would probably take forever. But like, where, where's kind of like the, now that you've arrived at previously on Halo, like take us from the beginning to there. Like, what were some kind of major points for you in this like Halo content creation journey? For the very beginning, I would have to go back to 2008 when I joined Bungie.net. Uh, you know, I'd been lurking on those forums for the, uh, the Iris ARG for Halo 3 the previous summer. But it was only after that um, that I actually officially joined the forum and started becoming a, a member of the actual community. And on the gallery forum uh, and the universe forum, those were the sort of the two main sort of hubs that I would spend time on. But on the gallery forum was where all the fan fiction and stuff like that would go. And I very quickly sort of, you know, got into that particular kind of scene. Uh, and I was, you know, bear in mind, I was very <laughs> 13, 14 at the time. Um so writing that out, it was very bad stuff <laughs> by by any modern standard. But uh, you know, I used to write like adaptations of the games and uh, brand new stories that had come to mind and forerunner saga stuff. And funnily enough, um, some of the developments that have happened, particularly in Halo Renegades, uh, are somewhat close to some things that I'd imagined and written about. In, That's cool. Uh, an like old you did like some like anthology. fanfic type stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that was really kind of the inception of like, oh man, writing about Halo is the best. Uh, and, and community kind of grew from that. You know, you had private groups on Bungie.net for, that you could join. Uh, I think it was like a maximum of 24 that you could join. And uh, a bunch of them yeah, made great friends who, I'm st- who I still talk to today. I've known some of them longer than like, real life friends, yeah. which is mad. Um, and I used to uh, print every page off that I wrote and I'd send these manuscripts to like my English teacher at school. I'd tell her like, wow. I wrote this, would you mind having a look at it? 
and uh, bless them. She would uh, she would do so. She would read through and leave me notes and stuff. And uh, I remember that being a really like sort a of positive time. Yeah, yeah, she was. Uh, I had her for many years over uh, my English literature studies, and she was a big source of inspiration on that front. So that's kind of you know the origin point of where everything was you know incepted. And then going forwards from there, you know, um, it must have been 2013, August 2013, um, where everyone else at school was starting up their blogs and stuff. It was a big fad at the time. You know, oh, I'm going to, you know, get all these views and everything. And I was like, I have no interest in that, whatever. I'll just do my own thing. And then eventually I got roped into, you know, this bet in my friendship group who could... Um, who could do the best, who could find their sort of niche and, uh, and get noticed. And I thought, all right, fine, I'll, I'll take part. And then I, <laughs> I started writing about, you know, video games and films. And then eventually I was like, hang on a minute, why aren't I writing about Halo? So I started writing about Halo 4, of course, at the time. And I thought, oh, this, uh, th- this feels quite nice because I see in the community there's a lot of contention about this particular game and I love it so why don't I just write about why I love it and that's sort of the origin of you know of Harrisbiss itself that's uh, that's how I made my beginning getting noticed in the broader sense of the community now, which could, brings us interu- to could I interrupt you Alex mm. I, yeah sorry I could have let you finish there a bit um, I wanted to ask you though when so when was the, the reason I asked this is the way I discovered you was I was one of those people in that contentious fan base that you're talking about. Mm. And I was somebody who loved Halo 4. So, you know, I what ended up happening is people kept referencing this blog, this Haruspis blog. And I had no idea what the word Haruspis even meant. or I, I didn't even know that it had anything to do with Halo, to be honest. It's not mentioned that often. Synonymous with Halo to me. But, yeah, but but people kept pointing to this blog, different articles, this blog. And I was just like, like, I loved what I was reading, but I was like, I'm not gathering that this guy is official in any way. He's well, <laughs> you were under that pretense, were you? Uh. Well, like, well, I mean, the fact that Which he was awesome. being mentioned, the fact that he was being mentioned so much, made me think that. Well, I guess what you do is you take the fact that a lot of people referenced him, combined with the quality of the writing, and it seemed as if he was someone of official capacity. Truth be told, he's just a fan. He's no one official at all. Yeah. Um. So, uh, my question is between like you kind of blowing up in that area with your blog and like people like myself as fans resonating with it. Do you remember what was the first time someone related to Halo, big or small, uh, appro- like talked to you or gave you a comment or approached you at all? And then after that, take us continue on with your, with your content creation. I apologize. I think it was Steve Downs actually, uh, back in 2013, uh, the, uh, like sort of my original Halo 4 post, was something that he'd shared on Facebook or something back in back in 2013, and uh, that was the moment I sort of realised that oh, Master Chief himself has noticed this. That's uh, motivation. That was motivation. Like, look at this, yeah. friends. Look at this. And then after that, uh, when I did the Halo Four level by level analysis, um, Mr. Christopher Schlurf um, noticed it, and uh, he sent me a really nice message of congratulations uh, when I finished that project. Uh, so yeah, I think after that it was Josh Holmes and it was like the, that sort of holy trinity of people at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm onto something here, I think maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so great. Okay. So after you get going with the blog in 2013, what would you kind of say was your next milestone of Halo content creation? You know, I, I, I do. 
devoted so much kind of time specifically to that that I just kind of think of that as sort of the ongoing process and everything yeah. that sort of spawned yeah. off from that. Yeah, I, I'd say probably the next big big one was in 2017 when uh, a Mister Jeff Easterling gave me uh, gave me a bell on Xbox Live and he said, uh, "I've got." A copy of Halo Wars 2 for you, a review copy, and uh, if you'd like it, we'd love for you to, you know, to what? write a few pieces on it, see what you think. Yeah. And I said, hell yeah, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> it's one o'clock in the morning. And, Guess who's uh, not sleeping tonight? Yeah, absolutely. I will not be sleeping another wink. Um, <laughs> that was in, it must have been January, February time, 2017. And I got my lovely NDA through and... Uh, I was very excited about that at the time. I was like, wow. Just getting this an is NDA be... sounds amazing in of itself. Yeah, I know. And this is going to be featured alongside, you know, the likes of IGN and various other sort of uh, media outlets about oh, yeah. what I think of the game. And uh, I think the article must still be out there on Halo Way- Waypoint somewhere. Alex goes um, to his friend. He's like, whose blog's doing the best now? I got an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, uh, that's, I, I knew. can't tell you. <laughs> I had an idea. I had an idea for what a few of your milestones would be. I know that after Halo Wars Two, another one's going to end up being um, Neil Davidge. Is something you're going to talk about here in a second? Uh, I'm yes, sure. of course. But one one thing that you know, I know it doesn't. I'm not you. It doesn't matter what my opinion is. But like one other milestone I consider you have that we've talked about a bit is kind of when you know 2015 was around and you had some harsher articles about Halo mm-hmm. Five and your opinion on them. And you and I have resonated with how time has went on since Halo 5. Um, obviously for you, your content, for me just as a fan, because I didn't start putting out content to 2019, um, just the change that you kind of went through in your approach to putting out content. Um, just kind of tell us about that, because I think I think it's important for people to hear this because there's so many content creators out there that uh, they make their whole their whole entire shtick as being, um, it's just being... Uh, I don't know, being kind of a dick, I guess, which is not what you were doing, <laughs> but you were being very crucial towards the product. And I don't know. I mean, just kind of speak on that if I didn't put you on the spot too much. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, yeah, I think in any fan base, you're always going to experience disappointment towards some kind of story that uh, takes things in a direction that you weren't uh, weren't too keen on going. And as a result, you know, there was a lot of a lot of backlash, obviously, against the game and against certain individuals at 343, Mr. Brian Reed and various others that, um, you know, led to some unfortunate toxicity in, in the fan base. And, you know, regardless of whether you're specifically taking part in, you know, maiming and shaming and that, you know, if you're writing the negative stuff, then I think there's a degree to which you are kind of part of that process as it goes on. And yeah, you know, I've got to say I was part of that process when that was happening. And uh, I, I got to a point where I sort of looked at that content. And I thought, it's not really what I want to be doing. It's not the position that I want in the community where, you know, I, I compare where I was with Halo 4. is like, oh, there's this guy. He wrote about how much he loves Halo 4. And now I like this game a bit more because I understand a bit more about it. And then you look at uh, the Halo 5, so it's like, oh, there's this guy who railed on Halo 5. And, uh, you know, I hate it more because I've read specifically why it's bad Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, just that gut feeling. And I thought, well, you know what? It was much better (laughs) when the first one was happening rather (laughs) than the second one. So I thought, uh, and, you know, part of it is just like over time, you can't sustain that. Well, I can't do it. I can't sustain anger and hatred and, no. you know, grumpiness in any measure. You know, there, there are times where, you know, you go back to things after a while, you know, oh, I remember why I didn't like this. But 
to sort of vociferously hate something is just not something I can sustain for longer than like a couple of hours <laughs> at a time. Um, so yeah, I got through kind of that and uh, I decided, you know, there was a, a certain anniversary, I think it was 2017, 2018 for Halo 5, where I thought I'll celebrate its birthday by writing five, you know, short stories set in the universe around that time period for what I would maybe have liked to have seen, you know, from some of the stories that Halo 5 spins off um, with other characters in the audio logs and stuff that gets referenced in dialogue, you know, to sort of celebrate some of the ideas that I enjoyed about the game um, that were in there. And from that point on, I think um, I sort of, I, I approached Halo 5 with a completely new sort of viewpoint of like, I'm not, I, I know what I'm not interested in sort of saying about this game now, because everything that there is to say about it has been said and belaboring the point in any negative fashion is just, it's not really what I want my content to be. So from that point on, I just moved on to, you know, talking about other things. Yeah, I mean, I got I got to give you credit for that because I mean, for you, you were somebody who was a, a Halo content creator very very young. Like, I mean, you when you started the blog, you were how old would you have been when you started the blog in twenty thirteen? Oh gosh, seventeen, I think. Okay, 17, yeah. 18. So seventeen. So you know, not even you know, hardly a full adult. Uh, you started Halo content creation. So for you to be able to go through this process of like, you know, you were kind of a beacon of hope for Halo Four, Halo Five. You kind of let that other that other side of you kind of seep in. And then you come out on this side of it now and your content's better than ever. And I think that there's some credit that should be given to that because like someone for like someone like me, you know, um, I had did the maturing uh, in the background. No one could see that because we didn't come around to Sacred Icon until 2019. But if you could have if you could have heard the things I was saying to my friends about my frustration of Halo 5 in 2015, <laughs> it's not something I would like to be on record. But luckily, I didn't have to go through that that process publicly or through my content. So that's <laughs> just very on cool. MCC night. I'll never forget oh, yeah. <laughs> wearing my my what was it? It was like double XL, like hey old Halo Two shirt, and I was like, we fucking we back, we back, and then it doesn't, it won't let me load into the multiplayer, kicks me out of the campaign. But I was devastated to say the mm -hmm. least. I yeah, yeah and as, that, wrote as my a own content creator, that's kind of that that's the thing is when you're known you know your personal development is also known yeah. <laughs> and there's an element of almost of embarrassment to it right because you your worst moments are seen alongside your best and i definitely think of you know the halo 5 period as as my worst moment as a creator and you know growing from that is is a process you know in many ways it's learning how to be a good fan how to be a fan again and uh, how to be a bit sort of humble by uh, knowing that your criticism, the words that you say, has an impact on people, you know, whether it's people at the studio who are, you know, reading words about their work, whether you're, it's how you're influencing people in the community, the way that they speak about things. Because that's the thing is that a lot of sort of sayings, a lot of, you know, mimetic language is spread through what other content creators say for better or for worse and being mindful of that impact uh, that you have makes you a lot more mindful about what it is that you say and how you say it no for sure yeah. i think there's definitely it's definitely a case of like when you're a content creator in that position you know a lot of people will look to you as almost like a messiah you know like a a, a messenger in that sense because you represent that i mean i've seen that on the the star wars side of things for so many years of like, mm. like i can think of healthy good positive star wars content creators and i can think of the complete opposite you know and uh 
I've seen how people react to those and how, you know, when it's something negative, for example, how people will take that. And it's almost like uh, a key to validity of their feelings, you know, and then they just kind of run with it because this person up here that everyone watches feels this way. So now it's like it's my opinion's more valid and has weight to it because someone of this stature has that. But then the same thing for the positive side. So that's what's so cool about the talent that Alex has is because he gets to be that person who's able to articulate it and put it into words to make those people feel like they can, you know, weaponize it sounds negative when I put it that way, but because it can be positive <laughs> or negative. Yeah. You know, they can they can weaponize your article as a way to say, this person put into words how I feel better, but knowing that you have that ability, it gives you like a sense of responsibility, you know, that I you can shift the tide negative or positive. You know, it's funny, there's there's a I've been wanting I've wanted to make like a little meme picture for like a year now that I never <laughs> made I never make it because I'm like it just screams shill, and I know people will love to call it shills if we make it, but I'm just like, I'd like to just see like the Joker from the Dark Knight and it say like in reference to 343, this studio deserves a better class of fan. You know, instead of like, then, then, you know, this city deserves a better criminal because yeah. a classic criminal, because it is true. Like, I mean, I, I, I believe that like I, we can, people can be a lot better fans than, than they are. I, I feel like we can be a good fan and it doesn't mean you have to be a shill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can express concern, uh, put out, um, uh, say things that you, you wish were different and, uh, and all that, but still be a good fan. And I, that's something we've aimed to be is, is right. good fans, you know, fans well, that's think- like, 343 can look at like the guys at Sacred Icon and go, you know, those are those are fans that we can, you know, they like they like all their fans, you know, but you can look at Sacred Icon and go, you know, those guys, they if you ever listen to their podcast, listen to their content, they have criticisms, but they're they're a good set of fans that don't aim to to uh, to bring anybody down. You know, that's the same with Alex's content. We're going to say, well, I think the great thing about your stuff, Alex, I mean, I've said this before time and again, but especially for you guys who maybe haven't heard Alex before. Um, yeah, hopefully you guys aren't haven't fallen asleep yet to his calm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wake up! But um, <laughs> but no, I, I think I think the best type of fan is someone who can just be unabashedly uh, passionate about it. You know, because you're not having an agenda at that point, right? You're not trying to sell somebody on something. You're not trying to prove your point. I mean, in some ways, we all try to do that. Sometimes we all get on our soapboxes in some ways as people, but mm-hmm. like. I think with your stuff, it always has come through so so clearly. I mean, even you know, I'm I'm scrolling through this website so many times as we're talking, and I mean, I just you can see like the best way I can describe this for you guys who are maybe just listening to this while you're at work is like there's so much in this. There's not any sense of bias of like Alex basically saying here's why you should like this. It's just here is the <laughs> I going to the website feels thematic you know it feels thematically halo it feels like i'm entering into another world like it makes me want to go put on like some like ambiance on youtube of like halo like uh you know in the captain's brig or i don't know something like that just put on some <laughs> some ambiance or some battle music or something like that and just read this stuff and, and uh deep dive into it because it just it shows through and i it always has with your when it's been either your blogs having you on the show or even just reading this stuff, even the Destiny one, I mean, it just... Think how hilarious it would be, Josh, if he did make previously on Halo Opinionated, where, like, you click Halo, <laughs> you click Halo 4 and the subtext says the best Halo game that was ever made. Yeah. Like you, have to, you have to read that before it comes across. Well, uh, I think, Alex, I think so, what I'm, I'm so, trying to say real quick, if I could, just before I forget, is I think, I think to, to, to better put it, is that, you know, this is the kind of thing that, you know, it's not, it's not a case of, like, here's what I love about it and everything. It's more a case of, like, hey, here's all this information presented in an accessible format for you guys to take and just 
go with what you want. Like the thing to me that is really enticing for this, my favorite thing about this is the timeline section. Yes. Because for me, who doesn't read the books, who doesn't read them as much, I should say, um, and who can't read them as fast because my attention span is terrible. But um, it's so accessible here. Like Alex lists, you know, starting with the Forerunner Legacy, going all the way down, and it's very just accessible. And plus, there's so many reference, um, referential pictures and stuff like that in regards to these things. And it's not like, I mean, sometimes you can go and read things like on on wikis, just general wikis, and it's like. It's awesome to have that stuff, um, but nowadays I almost feel too intimidated by how much there is to it. Mm. And some of the stuff I love about this is it's it's very short and concise, but in typical Alex fashion, says it better than anyone else could put it. It's like <laughs> Alex is like the guy who I would be like if I had this thing and I write it down and I'm like, Alex, take a look at this. What do you think? And you're like, okay, I'm going to revise this and here's this, 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 and <laughs> make notes on it. You have such a very presentable way of doing it. And it just, it's, it, it makes it accessible. It makes it inviting. And for me, who doesn't know the lore as much, like for any of you guys out there that are like me and you're like, I, I like this stuff. Some of the, you know, stuff out there can be a little intimidating. It's just the best place for this stuff because the, I mean, it sounds rudimentary of me to say, but it's just the, the images are so inviting of that. And I mean, I'm seeing all this now and I'm like, I know, there's a part of me now that wants to read this stuff, but I know especially when Infinite comes out and I'm, again, like I'm getting like refreshed on everything and it's like relevant, I'm going to want to stay in that world. It's like when you just get in that phase, like like I, I, I tell Brian this all the time, like I'm always into Star Wars, but there's mm-hmm. times when it's like really popping, you know, it's really peaking. And that's when I really want to ingest the stuff especially. And it's nice to have stuff like this to go to, you know, because... uh when you don't like like it's gonna be nice to have this and then be like oh man the showtime show's coming and it's like i forgot about that that's the thing guys but and by the way there's even you know a little bit of tease of that on the website and stuff like that i mean it's just it's nice i'm rambling i'll let it go back to you brian but uh <laughs> this is just it's no, I, I love stuff like this it's just i'm wondering yeah. i'm wondering when the update's gonna come that uh somebody goes you know i didn't like reading books so i that's why i went to previously on halo.com but you know i don't like reading there either so when is the entire audio commentary done by Alex going to be done for every word on the entire site? How has the progress on that coming? Someday. Uh, yeah. I have actually thought about that because, yeah, the, the, oh, the fact is that some people don't like um, to read a vast amount of things and they want to hear it. So I think at the top of each page, it would be ideal if I could find some way to actually have, you know, me narrate <laughs> what's what's on that page the content that's, that's awesome so yeah. if i have the time and i can make that work then i absolutely will look into it because you know uh, the the ultimate goal is to be as accessible as possible and so if i can make that work then i that's amazing because well i was joking and that actually sounds i know i'm like what <laughs> for real that shit would be dope but. um but but alex to let you kind of flush out the, the the timeline for yourself you so after halo wars 2 and, and you get into like uh, kind of review that copy is the next kind of big milestone for you. Is that when you got to meet with Neil Davidge? Uh, I oh, think yes. it was getting to visit three four three itself. First, oh, of course, yes. Twenty eighteen, uh, and then Mister Neil Davidge was in twenty nineteen. Yeah, so twenty eighteen, um, I had left teaching because uh, I decided, you know, this isn't the direction I want to go right now. Because if I take one more step into teaching i am committed to it for life <laughs> and i i was 23 at the time and i didn't want to the farthest from home i've ever been <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to make that decision then so i thought all right gonna take a step back and i'd had a standing invitation to go visit the studio for two years at the time 
but I um, I couldn't take it up because I was so busy with teaching. So as soon as I left that, I was like, right, I'm going to America. <laughs> Off I go. Um, I spent, must, I think it was about five days to a week there. Met, uh, you know, countless incredible people who work on my favorite thing, who um, I got to speak to about, you know, getting into the game industry. Is it just a pipe dream? How, you know, possible is it? And they said, you just got to find a way to get your foot in the door. So when I got back home, I decided, you know, that's exactly what I was going to do. I was going to look for places that uh, that I could do that. And that's what spurned my sort of next adventure in the industry was finding a place in the gaming industry where I could start out in QA, then move up into uh, you know a different area with business development. And um, that's where I've been sort of, you know, on my adventure for the last couple of years. But uh, yeah, amidst that... Um, I wrote a post on Halo 4 soundtrack uh, in honor of its, I think it was its seventh birthday at the time, um, because the, the soundtrack is one of my favorite aspects of Halo 4. It's, my, it's still my favorite soundtrack in the series. Um, and I just wanted to, you know, share a bit of love about why that was. And it turned out that uh, a Mr. Neil Davidge <laughs> saw it and he messaged me on Facebook. He said, look, uh, I'm around London for uh, for a little while. Uh, I'm doing a presentation at a university on um, a soundtrack that I worked on for the moon landing's 50th anniversary. Um, why don't you come along? <laughs> so I, I had work that day, but I messaged my boss and he said, you can work uh, shorter hours today and we'll, uh, we'll let you get to London. So I did and uh, I got Good to spend boss. an eve. And he, yes, he was, he's fantastic. Uh, Mr. Tim Horton, shout out to him. And um, I, I don't think he'll be listening to this, but uh, <laughs> if you should ever hear his name, then know that he's a marvellous individual. Well, um, I got to spend, must have been two hours there or so with him. I, I, he was doing his talk with a couple of the people he'd worked at, uh, worked with mm -hmm. uh, on this soundtrack, which was nominated for an award. Uh, and then afterwards, you know, uh, once that was done, he came and sat with the crowd and <laughs> we sat with each other for must have been two, two and a half hours and just talked about Halo and various other stuff and uh, how passionate he was about the project and everything. So that was another moment where it's like, I've written something. It's reached somebody, uh, you know, somebody of note um, who worked on the thing that I'm talking about. And uh, it's created a dialogue between us, which was fantastic. So that was uh, that was a particular highlight. So cool, man. I mean, that's just just a you can see the evolution of things from where you started to now, and it's just so cool to see that progress. Mm -hmm. um, is the is the next kind of big milestone? Because I mean, this at this point, because we were around um, when you got to meet Neil Davidge. Is the next kind of big thing your your projects with previously on Destiny and previously on Halo? I would say so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Getting to this point where you know Infinite's coming up, and um, I'm thinking to myself, what what can I do to kind of level up what it is that I'm already doing? And I thought, well, you know, I've invested so much in the Harrisbus blog that what if I was to make a new site, <laughs> effectively start from scratch, you know, <laughs> yeah. how can I take my learnings from what I've been doing the last eight years and apply that to something that will hopefully be, you know, timeless in a way um, so that people can come back whenever, see it and, you know, learn something, hopefully. So that was kind of the inception of those ideas based on, you know, what I'd seen going on in the community. And uh, I'm just thrilled that the result has kind of paid off for that. 
Absolutely. I mean, well, this is the perfect time to do this sort of thing. I think uh, Brian and I talk a lot about the younger generation and feeling like as much as this game, you know, they're, they're trying to design it for, I think, everybody. You know, it's also for a new generation of people trying to, mm. to bring in people and having that accessibility of the free-to-play stuff and all that. Um, I mean, that's that's going to be huge. You know, it's going to be so inviting for people. And I know if I was a kid and I didn't play, if I can remember when I didn't have a job and I had a 360. And if I had had games like Halo Infinite, saying as someone who maybe wouldn't have been a Halo fan in this scenario, mm. uh, I would be playing that stuff. And then there'd be that part of me that's like, well, now I want to play the campaign. And then also, how do I make sense of all this? Where do I go? And then someone's like, mm. previously on Halo, the name itself is very implicative of what you're getting. And then you go to the websites and it's all right there for you. And I think, I mean, I'm definitely one of those people. Brian is also one of those people where you you, you get in that, when you get in the zone with something, you want to do like a deep dive and you want to just mm. uh, consume, I think it's the best word, <laughs> all of that stuff. Um I wanted to ask you, man, uh, about this, like, back to the timeline stuff. Um, a couple yes. questions, but the, this one specifically. How do you decide? I mean, because, like, you, you kind of mentioned earlier, you know, trying to, especially with, like, the book information, 300 pages, and you're trying to, like, really narrow it down. Like, when it comes to something like the timeline, how do you approach trying to be so concise with it? Like, because that's got to be a challenge in of itself, right? It was. It's the entire Halo timeline from the precursors to the present uh, in less than 60 bullet points, essentially. Yeah. So <laughs> that that was kind of the approach. I was like, uh, I sort of sat down. I was like, how concise can I make this while still being, you know, detailed and specific about the events that take mm -hmm. place uh, throughout this timeline? And, you know, Halo Mythos has done some of the work for me on that because it kind of splits up the timeline into these eras um and i was thinking Great to myself book. like you know what is the logic kind of behind some of these splits you look at the forerunner legacy and it kind of ends with the covenant sort of the formation there so you're going from the precursors to the covenant and mm -hmm. that's quite that itself is a vast span of history but it also kind of makes sense to lump them together because you think of the core focal point of the halo universe and it's humanity right it's humanity's story and um, sort of how we dig these things up and learn about them so i wanted to kind of stay true to that in the sort of the thematic sense so you go from the forerunner legacy where all these events that have transpired ultimately culminate in the formation of the covenant and their religion which is what then spurs on you know future events in the series in the timeline uh, and how they ultimately affect humanity uh, so that was kind of my approach to it and from there it just sort of uh you know, just blossom from there because um, I just sort of looked, how can I break each sort of thing down, each of these eras into 10 right. bullet points or, ten, you know, 10 factors. And, uh, you know, there there we are, there they are on the page. Um, and what was great, what I didn't expect was that this is actually the second most viewed page on the entire website. You know, aside from the homepage, which is obviously yeah. where everyone starts off, people have really gravitated towards just this basic timeline page to uh, to get the complete picture um uh, of how everything's happened uh, i was going to uh, mention as you saying that is that you saying that that page was was like one of the most visited places it shows that there's a need for that kind of thing i think right. i think if you look well at said. if you look at like uh you know when you get to the point of like halo 4 
Uh, Halo 4 starts to be so referential to things that took place way before anything at the original start of the trilogy. So you kind of have, you know, throughout all of Halo's media, you kind of have it jumping around quite a bit. And I think some people, I think people just want to go, okay, I'm going to go to the timeline and see, you know, the broad stroke of how we get from here to here and, and what. Yeah, <laughs> it's a nice, good summary of it enough that, um, you know, and with the visuals and stuff that, that, that you know that there's the accompanying information out there. And the like visual you said, they- aspect was really important to me because I know when I go to certain wiki pages and there's no visual image there, yes. then I'm just like, oh, you know, I want something to yeah. kind of, yeah, you know, I want some kind of visual hook, something to latch onto. Uh, and, you know, when I did the glossary page, um, that was really key for me as well because, you know, you look at the advanced terminology that the series has got, like, what is the domain? What is an essence? What's mm-hmm. um, you know? What's living time and that sort of thing? What's 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 the mantle? What does forerunner mutation look like? Right. Uh, you know, on the last one, I was like, okay, let me just take an image of the didact as we see him earlier in the Halo Four terminals, and then have one from him, you know, later in them when he's done his physical mutation to try and make himself immune to the flood, and then you know, as well as just summarizing it in a sentence or two you've got that visual reference so that you just know instantly, ah, that's what that is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Alex, I mean, oh, go ahead. Were you going to say something? Oh, you go ahead, Josh. Okay. Well, well, another thing I was going to ask you about too, before I forget, I mean, it's kind of a little off subject, but I'm, I'm going on, like I'm on the about page and I'm going through these images. Like you got some at the bottom of you, it's like getting ice cream with yes. Jeff Easterling and all this stuff. Um, how does this feel for you as just a, a fan kind of coming around at this point now? I mean, in, 2021 we're about to launch into a new era of halo and you know you putting out this website you know it's almost kind of like hitting refresh on a lot of this stuff you know for a lot of new people and stuff like that so i mean how does that how's just the trajectory feel for you it's uh it's a love letter to the last 20 years i think is how i think that you know this (laughs) this series has been in my life longer than it hasn't i was seven years old when halo one came out and you know since then I have been obsessed, probably unhealthily so, <laughs> oh, this no. franchise, reading all these stories and, mm-hmm. and everything. So I thought as we move into the next 10, 20, whatever years that, that we've got left, um, and it certainly seems like Infinite is a new beginning more than, you know, coming anywhere close to an ending. I thought, you know, this is a, this is a clean slate, really, for, for all of us in a lot of ways. So let's create something to to kind of celebrate that and that was what really drove me to to get this done in the time span that uh, that i did it yeah alex i would i would love to hear what you and yours is kind of a specific case because i think most of the people we we talk to um that are like known in the halo scene they're usually just purely halo content creators but you're you're kind of a, a mixture of both because you're you're a Halo content creator, but you're also making your career, you're trying to put your career in the direction of, of games as well uh, between what you went to school for and the different things, you, jobs you've had and, and projects you've worked on. So what I guess my question would be, what what advice do you have for somebody who's starting new in, in Halo content creation? I'll lean more towards that because that's, that's probably uh, the question that people would ask that are listening to this podcast. Um, but also, how has that factored into your actual career as well? Yeah, my advice is always just follow what you're passionate about. You know, find the positivity in uh, in what it is that you love uh, and do whatever it is that you're sort of, you know, your talent set that you're pursuing, uh, you know, how that enables you to articulate what it is that you love about it. 
And in terms of what that will give you in the future, it's not only the building those kind of bedrock of skills. So like if you're, you know, a YouTuber, you're going into that, then you're building those essential skills that are, are required for video editing, video creation. And um, on top of that, you know, when you're uh, trying to get people to notice it, you're also marketing your own content as well. So right. in sort of picking up these things, you do learn about these vital skills that, let's say you get into the gaming industry right and uh you know when i was writing blogs for one of my first jobs there they said what do you know about seo and you know i'd learned plenty about seo from writing my own content publishing it sharing it about and the sort Mm -hmm. of the things that i'd picked up over the years so it's uh you know that bedrock of experience is maybe not you know professional capital p in terms of you know getting paid for it as a, as a job although you may well end up doing that as your full-time job you never know but um you know you it, it's invaluable as a resource to you to to draw upon um from what you learn from it hmm. oh, well good said answer Hell it's yeah. Alex. Is Alex ever not say something well, like <laughs> ever not well said? I'm sure um, that's happened. <laughs> not, 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 uh, not recorded though, of course. <laughs> um, no, we're, we're really excited about this, uh, this website that you've created, Alex. I, we're excited to see where it goes. We know it's only going to continue to expand with Halo Infinite and the, the Halo TV series. And we got, like you said, a new book coming out really soon. It's only going to be more and more exciting. I've, um, I've told Brian, I've told Brian before, I was just like the other day on the phone, I'm like, I was like, Brian, or I was like, Alex is totally like my uh, Frank O'Connor. I was like, I don't know how to, <laughs> I don't know how to explain. It. It's like, just because, because like, I mean, I, I mean, because he, he, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he, he was just a fan, right? At first, and then he kind of came in there at the back end of Halo 2's development, right? I believe so. Yeah. And then he was like, just really into the lore and all that stuff. Well, then as, as long as I've known you, you know, you've just always been so big on the lore. And I know if I ever have a question, that Brian can't answer. I'm gonna go to Alex and I'm gonna ask Alex because <laughs> Alex is damn sure gonna know. And then I, yeah, when we were talking on the phone the other day, and I'm just like, man, that's that's what he represents to me. Is it's just like you have you have this person like like you don't work at three four three, but at the same time, it's like you know so much about that stuff and you have that passion and that drive. And it's like when I look at Frank, Frank is one of those people. Like I have so many. There's so many people at three four three, and even back at the bungee days that I just I loved that I would think of and think like. Um, these people are also just fans. It's like when you watch the, um, I think it's the Halo 2 documentary and they get to that part where they did the LAN party and I think Brian Gerard mm. and like one or two other guys go to, uh, oh, I'm forgetting his name. Um, Claude Herrera. Has yes, they go to his place and they do the LAN party stuff and everything. Mm. And they have some of them where they kind of transcend just like being an employee and I'm just like, I don't know. I, I, I look at Frank and that's how I've always seen him is he seems accessible, tangible. Mm. And when I see your stuff, like I, I'll be, I don't know if I've told you this, Alex, but I was nervous as shit the first time I was going to talk to you. Cause I was just like, <laughs> Alex is up here, man, to me, it just, it, it, within the, within the fandom community and everything like that. And I was just like, man, I was like, I got to do this justice. Cause I don't know the lore as much, but then, uh, you know, I, I talked to you and just so easy to talk to, but, um, I learned so much. Every biggest, time I, the biggest negative to getting to talk to Alex on our podcast has been all the years where I got to be known as like the most knowledgeable Halo guy to Josh. <laughs> I was the guy, and I knew in my head that there's this guy out there. Named, I, I'm sure there's plenty more than just Alex, but I'm like, there's this guy named Alex. He goes by Heruspus that knows way more than me, but since none of my friends know him, I am the most knowledgeable guy. And of course, <laughs> yeah. didn't we invite him on yeah, the show? I tore that away from you. Well, it's like, Brian, sit back down. 
Yeah, because it's like how I view like Frankie at 343. It's like that's what I view Alex as in the the community, you know, and it's just like on that that stature of, of knowledge and, and just how you've defined yourself and in, in doing this stuff. And I think this is just so perfect because it just it's like for people who don't know you, for people who maybe come into this, like the, the younger generation that's going to come in and they're going to want to just consume this shit on their phones and whatnot. Um, that's important to see. And it's going to be neat for them to see this guy you know, Alex and, you know, they, they, there's the blogs, but then, you know, you also have this stuff. And I think uh, with this well, being... Well, like Frank, we need to have Alex meet um, Greg Bear. I'm sure that would be quite <laughs> Oh, man. If you could ask Greg Bear... Like 12 anything, hours. What would you ask Greg Bear? Is there anything in particular that comes to mind? Will you come back and do some more books, please? <laughs> <laughs> if you could have him. Okay, follow up. If you could have him do any book, any story, is there anything in particular you'd want him to do? Oh, yes. You know, I, I want to see him expand more on the ancient human stuff that uh, that he incepted for, uh, you know, the whole story moving forward at that point. I really think he's got some great ideas that uh, just beg for expansion there that, uh, that I would love to see. Oh, I thought for so. sure you'd say you want to hear him talk about the morality of Catherine Halsey. <laughs> that'd be an endless conversation i'm sure yeah well alex uh we are we're so glad to have you back on and get to talk about this i know this is this is a good time to put this episode out and bring more awareness to the the awesome site you've created uh we'll be watching as uh as was it Pal- as um palpatine says um we'll be watching your career with great interest <laughs> continue to do more awesome stuff whether it's halo or, or not so uh thank you so much for being here josh uh, you have anything else to say before we get out of here? Of course, I got compliments to give, Alex. I love I you so much. I thought that's what you were doing already. I thought that's what you were doing already, Brian. Once I start, I'm at, Gee, I, guys. Un- wake unlimited, me up. Wake unlimited me up energy, Alex. I've missed you so much, man. Um, guys, if you're tuning into this for the first time or whatever, or you haven't even gotten to him yet, go back and listen to the ten episode retrospective series that we did with Alex. <laughs> People are still messaging us and saying, I "Yeah, just Alex, that it was so oh my good." Gosh. Yeah, we get that so much in the Discord that people Weekly. are still telling us that it they seems like to that. so long ago now. It does. It really it feels like does. A long time ago. So much has changed. What a long, strange trip it's been. You know, <laughs> and it's it was weird of me to think of that. Yeah, that like the last time I got to talk to you was in in May for the the Bioware one because it's like Gosh, it's yeah. it's it's nice to talk about things that aren't Halo, but it's also you know it, it was just, it was still surreal at the same time because I'm like man I, I know him so much through Halo so it's just weird <laughs> to to have that but uh like it's not man. fair that he knows so much about halo and then he knows other things too yeah yeah <laughs> Don't you just well, have this one thing yes if you guys yeah if you guys have not um checked out this website obviously stop hit pause or just go check it out while you're you know while you're while you're listening to us talk about it but you got to go check it out and honestly for you guys who don't who don't know alex just the nicest sweetest dude he's always been incredibly helpful to us um, whether it be stuff just uh, for Sacred Icon, whether it be just uh, Halo stuff, anything, Alex has always been an incredibly accessible person, an incredibly uh, just kind person, helpful. Well, for help, it's not if, it's when. Yeah, absolutely. When. And and I mean, that's you want those those kind of people, and uh, he's he's as nice as he sounds on the show every time, and and uh, just just makes doing this stuff fun and makes it more enthusiastic. And every time I talk to him i can feel that part in the back of my brain that's like i want to go read all these books now and there's that part of me that's like no there's i, no. I just love <laughs> i just love to hear alex talking to his like his talking to his girlfriend like off air he's like these two boneheads just love to have me on there and shower me in praise why wouldn't i go uh, 
but yeah, I just want to call out guys. If you if you want to check out anything from Alex, you, know, you got previously on Destiny.com. If you're into Destiny, you got previously on Halo.com. He is at Haruspis on Twitter. Um, his blog is Haruspis.blog. Um, what's your uh, Ko-Fi? If you guys want to support uh, Alex financially for any of the work he's done, he has that uh, ability through his Ko-Fi. What's your Ko-Fi? Um, yeah, Alex? just Ko-Fi.com forward slash Haruspis. Awesome. Buy this dude a coffee, damn it. <laughs> all right guys well we're so glad to have alex on here again we hope you check out his stuff thank you so much so much for listening to this episode of the sacred icon podcast and as always keep it sacred